somebody is calling the emergency line and it's your wife. It's your wife. Now, look, she's going to get jealous. Like, you're with a woman. Listen to this. I want to hear it. Uh, first thing she says. Who was that who answered the phone? That was a woman. No shit. Well, what's a woman doing in there with you? She's not a woman. She's a news person. She's videotaping everything. She's not a woman. But the thing is, how did she, look at well, Tommy Lee Jones in the frame? Which is yeah, scary. but aren't they divorced? Mm-hmm. Nobody's. Why does she have a picture of her ex? The father of her Baby, kid. I got this insurance policy. It ain't much. That's it. One all lines to the park. Right now. Right now. Oh, what they're listening. Cops are eavesdropping. Fucking pigs. The point is, like, they said there's, an, you know, the phone started ringing. They're like, we're not calling. So how is it that the wife knew the emergency line? You know what I mean? It's it's weird. Well, I thought all New Yorkers know the emergency line for Central Park. Oh, yeah? And then why would they say, that's it, cut it off? Like, there's nothing bad going on. No. And if anything, it helps with the plot. Yeah. I think I've told you everything I know about this film. Like I said... Uh, well, no, you haven't told me the, the shitty ending yet. <laughs> okay. The ending's gonna be, that's it. We've reached our time. It's Veterans Day. Yeah. Happy Veterans Day. Yeah. He's walking right out of the park. Is he blowing up the same fucking perimeter? Yeah. Look at that little fire. Park fire. Where's Central Perk for all this? Central Perk? From the coffee uh, shop. Yeah. For Fred. <laughs> that, that intro was not shot in Central Park. That was shot in a studio lot. Okay. The fountain? That fountain's a famous fountain in a, in a lot over here. It's not, oh. not. It's not Central Park. There's no fountain, Friends Fountain in Central Park. Your brother took me to one of those lots, and it was pretty cool, man. It was like a oh. sort of empty town. The houses only had the front. There was no oh, how back. cool! Was, he never yeah. took me on a tour of a lot. How did he now, do that with you? Well, you know, we're better friends than you two. And he, so. um, he, he, he showed me the uh, Duke's a Hazard house. And the really? center center of town, and so many other films were shot there. Crazy. Yeah. He really did. He he gave you a tour of the Dukes of Hazard town. Uh, no, okay. So I went out to L.A. for work. You know, it was for work, and he was on the George Lopez show as like a line producer. I forget the yeah. title. And uh, so we were there on the lot where they shoot uh, uh, George. So they he just. Said, why not? He just took me around. That's that's all. great. Oh, I'm yeah. so jealous. Yeah. Well, he tried to make you jealous. It was funny. He called you up while we were having uh, drinks together, and he goes, "Yeah, hi." And he was talking. He goes, "Okay, well, I'm just <laughs> with my new friend Carl. Okay, bye. It's my friend Carl. Bye." Yeah. And now remember, I, I appreciate you don't bring that up. <laughs> okay, here's their big plot. 
Okay, we're in the heart of Act Three now. This is supposed to represent our Act Three, and it might, it might, it's um, this mercenary uh, from Norway named Verdenken. He's a famous uh, hero, soldier of fortune kind of guy, and a Viet Cong guy named Tran Chan Din. So Yofed is like, what the fuck? You hired mercenaries to go kill, and one of them's a Viet Cong. You son of a bitch! Yeah, this is like not. I don't know. I'm no therapist, but the worst I would idea. not recommend it. Let's start Vietnam in the park. That'll get about. This is give a look. It would be insanity. Cats and dogs. What was the line in Ghostbusters in the mayor's office? Cats and dogs living together. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Oh, are these the mercs? No, that's the deputy mayor and the commissioner. Oh, right. Come on, have you been watching this film? Sure. The gosh darn park is go in there and it's Not to protect the mercenaries. Is Deadpool the mercenary? This film would be Not so much time. better. No. If we don't get him out with them, the press is going to hang us up to dry. Mission, I got to tell you, this stinks. Stupid. Are they assuming there's nobody else in the park, that the park is empty at night? Yes. Weird. Weird assumption. Don't they live in New York City? Well, when this whole thing started, he had them evacuate the park. I lived next to Golden Gate for decades, and uh, there's always somebody in the park. Well, if you go to a... Yeah, I, I find it hard to believe they could fully evacuate it because, you know, just people are sleeping in the bushes. Yeah, right. But according to this film, they did. Okay. So he's waiting right now. It's waiting until Veterans Day. That's the whole thing. Sure. Macy's has a sale on uh, sheets. On Veterans Day, November yeah. 11th. Now, Veterans Day is November. So I think it would be a lot colder, a lot colder in this park. Now, look how they push all the trees out of their way. Mike, seriously, they were stealthy people. They would not be pushing the trees so you can see. <laughs> Across, the, what, yeah. Maybe they want to pose like Rob Schneider in the poster for the animal. Remember, he's in the bushes. All right. Now this is a clay less. I mean, a clay more. A clay more. Less clay more than Primus. Yes, this is less clay more. Because they only have one. They were going to do five, and they said, no, 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 less. No, less. Le clay less. Good job. Now, they plant one Claymore, and then Vicky will be on the Claymore. Did I say her name wrong? Is she Valerie? Damn it. Oh, I was hoping, like, a squirrel will walk by. Yeah. Seriously, Mike. That can absolutely happen. Why hasn't that happened? Well, I guess, like, all the squirrels and animals left the park, too. Valerie. Yeah, well, if you're going to evacuate it. That would make a good children's like animated film, Talking Animals, and, and Tommy Lee Jones or somebody take over the park. 
Last time he was sitting on that exact tree, all those people were around him and it was chaos. Here comes Tommy Lee Jones in his New York. New York. You can tell he's a New Yorker because he's got a gun and a New York Yankees hat. Oh, you idiot. I almost shot you, you dummy. Oh, I woke up and you weren't there. You got a heck of a nerve, lady. Daver. Now he goes, wait, don't move. There's a claymore. Who would plant booby traps in the Central Park, right? It's like he did. Kong. Step back. She stepped on it? No, she almost tripped the tripwires to it. Oh, right, the tripwire. Somebody's in here trying to sabotage my program, Valerie. Holy shit, that mine is real. Real? Yeah. <laughs> you mean I almost got killed? Yeah, 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 but what's more important? Anti-personnel device. Anti-personnel device. It'll blow you to hell. Right here. Better blow than hell. Click. Now, is it the green butt wire or the red wire? Kill you deader than hell. Now, is hell dead? You can be deader than hell? Deader than hell. I never heard that expression. I'm so I'm so bummed that I didn't unmute it when he goes get naked because it's so funny. And I, every time I saw this film, I was like, I have to unmute for that. Mike's gonna think that's so funny. Get that's naked. a bunch. Get naked, W. Jones. Trying to think of a movie I liked him in. I've seen him in plenty of movies. Did you enjoy The Fugitive? I think he did a great job in that. A fantastic movie. And then this they did a sequel, Carl, without Downey Jr. It was called not U.S. A, Marshals. Nah. Yeah, I saw it, but it was, it was not okay. good. It was not good. I think wasn't Wesley Snipes the, the adversary in that one? And he had yes. to run around chasing him? Yes, yeah, and you just said it was good. So stick to your guns. What was good about it? A U.S. Marshals? I thought the idea was clever. It was a movie based on a TV. It was a character from a movie based on a TV show, and they gave him his own thing. And uh, also, uh, Robert Downey Jr. was in it, right? That's right. And he he uncuffed himself with sunglasses. <laughs> All right, it's not the greatest movie. Here we are. The park is mine. Look, they got the orange hats. Interesting. Right. Yeah. Add that up. Six dollars. Six dollars. Six dollars. <laughs> I saw at least six people there, so that's thirty-six dollars. Four dollars is your change. Do you have exact change? No. Okay, uh, coal miner's daughter. He was good in that. I never Did saw coal it? miner's daughter. No, I haven't seen it. All right, I should. Yes, you should, Sissy Spacek. Of course you should. Yeah, Natural of course I should. Killers, the client, Batman Forever, Double Jeopardy. He was really good. I love Double Jeopardy. Listen, Carl, I didn't realize this, but if you commit the second crime mm -hmm. exactly the same, they can't charge you for it. Yeah, that's right. It doesn't stick. But the thing is, that movie was wrong because – oh, wait. No, no. That guy was – if she had killed that ex-husband, she absolutely yes. would have gone to jail. Because it was a different incident, a different time, a different crime scene, a different everything. It wasn't – It's it, that movie was – it's supposed to be like the king says, like, you shot a deer. Okay, well, I declare that illegal. Now they go arrest you. That's what it was supposed to be. Right. 
he did a movie where he had to like chaperone a bunch of cheerleaders or something like college girls, uh-huh. uh, co-eds, man in the house. He definitely phoned it in, but I actually enjoyed that movie. Um, Ad Astra, Jason Bourne, yeah. Captain America: okay. The First Adventure. Who was he in the Marvel Universe? No Country for Old Men. No Country for Old Men. Gosh, Carl, that's the greatest movie ever made. <laughs> it is. He's Captain fantastic America. in that. He was like an army guy in Captain. He was like a general. Oh, all right. Uh oh, staring down the barrel of a gun. What's that? Sounds like gunfire. Not a regulation cop. It sounds like Canadian gunfire. Because they are totally in Toronto right now. They are not in Central Park. Toronto. So everyone's walking around New York City. The park is mine. And other people are like, you found parking? Where? (laughs) It's mine. (laughs) That's like those guys that stand in the parking spot. Yeah. Oh, my friend's coming. My friend's coming. Holding the spot. The park is mined. Oh, now he's doing some soldiery stuff. Crawling on the grass. Grass. I'm gonna shoot you! That's not the Viet Cong. Yeah. In the movie it is. So that's like he's he's literally reliving the war. Uh, no, they could have gone that route, but he's not. Now he's telling her, I want you to get out of the park. I'm going to throw this. When it blows, you run for that gate, whatever. Oh, yeah. Look for the sign that says park exit. Run. Fly out of there, Supergirl. Grenade launcher. Yeah, why didn't she go? Oh, no, that's right. This is just an earlier scene. He wanted her to throw a bottle. It draws his fire, and now he knows where the shooter is, and he can take him out. Oh yeah. Oh, timber. You 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 would get fined for destroying trees in the park. Yeah, so that's why you go to Toronto. Right. Just a tree. There's never been a, a real like shootout tragedy in the park, has there? Like a famous. Yes. One? Yeah. There there's has? been. Yeah. Well, I mean, there's. Wait, what do you mean shootout? Like a? I mean, like more, less of a crime and more of like a. No, massacre. there's been crime. I don't yeah. think there's been a massacre. Okay. Maybe wait. The Central Park massacre. That was like some headline once. Central Park massacre. No. Oh, they 1863, killed them. 1863. There was a massacre. Tell me more. <laughs> Massacre at Central Park in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Okay, enough of this. <laughs> We're chasing our own tail, I guess. Seneca Village. That's the only massacre. Okay. Well, thank God. Watch out for the Invisible Enterprise. <laughs> no, that's Golden Gate Park. Oh, that's Golden Gate Park. Yeah. You know, that ship could hardly fit in there. It's so small. Yeah, it's not as big as Golden Gate Park. You know, so look, the, the, he goes yeah. to his friend who's dead. 
If I was the director, I would have made him take his ammo. Or, or at least lower his hat for a second. Yeah, do that close your eyes thing. I will avenge you. Hey, that's only in the movies the lids go down the first time. Like, mm-hmm. in real life, it takes forever. Then it, like, loses all meaning. You're like, what a farce. Just close your eyes already. Right. You get the scotch tape. Come on. That's an amateur move. When you see a, a dead body and the, the eyelids are taped. Eyes are like... taped. <laughs> so this, so basically, Yofet's getting, Eubanks is getting proven right here. I can't tell this something. Oh. It was something on my screen, Carl. I thought the, the film director had made a distinct point of putting some dirt. Uh-huh. But it was my filthy screen. Oh. All right. Pew, pew. What is that That's snow? Pew, pew. Pew, pew. <laughs> Do we care what guns they're shooting? Oh, the internet probably cares. Uh Verdenkin the mercenary is using a Swedish 9mm SMG 45 as his main weapon. And this one you're seeing right now is the belt-fed machine gun is is the World War II German MG42. Do we care? Now it's his... up. I'm going to blow up this grenade, and when I do, you run. Okay. So run. she runs, and then... He gets shot, shot in the foot. Well, it wasn't the greatest idea. He cares about her. What about his submissions? Oh wow, look at that. Yeah, she's got blood on her face, even though it's her leg. Yeah, but you, I could see that though. Like you, you get the shock causes blood to come out of your mouth, right? No. How does the body work? <laughs> If it was hollow, I guess some blood might have splattered up to her lip. He must have touched her hand against her face. I don't know. She's on the ground. She could have broke her lip when she fell. He's like, you just shot an unarmed photojournalist, you idiot. It's a civilian. She's technically a Vietnam. She's an honorary vet. I'm going to put some trust in you. So... Tangerine Dream. Terrible soundtrack. Very bland and average. It could have been anybody who made this soundtrack. There's nothing special about Tangerine Dream. So now what he's doing is he's saying, okay, see, I'm just coming to get the lady out. I'm not going to shoot. I'm going to drop my weapon. Now look, they think the Swede's dead. He's not. But Eubanks saves the the bad guy, Tommy Lee Jones. Is he a bad guy? Not to our viewers, but... He, he is a bad guy in my eyes. Parks for the people, man. Uh-huh. Is there someone behind her? Oh. Now he's saying, I'm putting my gun down so I can go get the lady, okay? Everything's cool. All right. Okay, now, <laughs> essentially, our movie's ending. Uh... And it's there won't be any final contest. He won't like. Don't you think it should be like like they've got plans to blow up his bunker where the the munitions are. 
But Tommy Lee Jones sees that if they do that, it would collapse and fall onto a subway platform below, killing people. So he sacrifices his taking over the park to save people. Something like that, you know. But they don't end it that way. They just, the clock runs out. It's like, you, oh, you made it. The subway system is underneath the park as well? Uh, I'm not clear on that. There is a shuttle uh, that goes, yeah, but that's Times Square. I'm just, I'm trying to look for some vehicle, sure. New York City subway map, where they can not, they, they don't have a good ending. They have hardly any ending here. Is it going to end today? Like, he's going to get shot and they, they zoom up? Like, across 110th Street, I remember, it was one of those films where at the last second they get shot in the head and they, they zoom up and they freeze frame. That's the credits. so, right. That's so, they did that too in that, um, uh, get, uh, that. Crazy Larry. Yes, that's a good example. It, it's bad how they used to make those movies. Okay, the 2-3 train and the end. RW are on the, and you can see that the six is, they're on the edge of the Thank park. Thank you for pointing. Much appreciated. Good research, man. Yeah. So, so it could be used. I'm just looking for a way. You see, now it's night, then it'll be day, and it's up the time. Look at the time. Oh, countdown to Veterans Day. That's right. Now, Veterans Day, why isn't it 12.01 a.m.? Why does he wait till, uh, 9 p.m. on Veterans Day. doesn't make sense. Well, he is in charge. So the way this film ends, they go, somebody's coming, it's the captain, so now she's out. Now, why isn't she being rushed to the hospital? And oh, because her foot's been shot? Yeah. He walks out, and she's still there with crutches. She should be taken to the hospital. But she's the only other character in this movie. Yep, she has to be there at the finale. 8.59, 9 o'clock! 9 o'clock, happy Veterans Day! Happy Veterans Day! Da -da 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 pow, pow. Da -da 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 Ooh. Ooh. Oh, here goes the carousel. Here goes the zoo. Now, the word isn't forest fire, but if you really did that, Michael, Central Park would burn. Yeah. And there hasn't been, like, a Central Park fire either. No. Wouldn't have known it was there. Variety. Now, he's coming out with his own... Somebody's coming! Now it's time for a final battle, a final challenge, in which the hero shows how much he's changed. He wanted to take over the park, and now he sees what he was doing is bad, just as bad as these other people. You know, but no, no, they don't do that. It's just, oh, the film's over. Thanks for coming. Oh, no, we're out of time. We got to finish. No, no, the camera goes up to him and he goes, the park is, is mine. Is yours? Is mine. mine, 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 mine. The end. And listen to this inappropriate music. Like it's a party celebration. They must have just had one day to fucking score this. Yeah. What's going to happen, Carl? We're almost at the end. We are at the end. What? They just get him and that's it? That's it. Well, he came out voluntarily, so he's won his challenge of I'm going to be in there for three days. He's very proud. 
Yay. You did great. I'm All going right. to the police station. Want to hop in? <laughs> okay, let's go. Yeah. All right, is he at the hospital? No? You think it made a point? He doesn't even answer that question. Because my music. Boop, 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 so that's it. Nothing changed in the character. He just, you know, there was no big final ending. The cops no saved the day. There was no uh, change of heart. Crime he does not pay. Her. Rather, the cops saved her. Yeah, they didn't really. There's the no repercussions on the lieutenant or the commissioner, the lieutenant mayor or the commissioner for for being full of bullshit. They don't pay for that crime. They don't get exposed. It's just That's it. It's over. Yeah, I actually am a little disappointed. And yeah. look how it's Manhattan. Why don't they just shoot the whole thing in Manhattan? Did they really save a lot of money? Probably. Carl, I think you just told me, but what do you think of this movie? I think it was bad. I think it was a I think it could have been good. It had a nice beginning and set up to everything, but in the end, it ended like a fizzle. It. I agree with you. I mean, there was a. It's a good idea. It's a great premise, even if it with this mawkish vets need rights attacked on. But uh, yeah, the ending's a little disappointing. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, I want my money back, HBO. I'm paying premium money for a home <laughs> box office. I could have drove to New York and seen Central Park, but I live in the suburbs, and I'm afraid to go in the city. That's why I have HBO in the 70s. All right, well, that has been Tommy Lee Jones, Al Gore's roommate in Market Mind, HBO's exclusive. Carl, thank you so much. What, what did you think day. of the film? What did you think of it? I have to agree with you. I mean, there's some good acting in there. There's a, it's a great premise. I get to see some boom, boom, but the, the ending is less yeah. of its parts. It could have, Nothing. it could have been better, but I, there was some cheap thrills in there. You know, I do like them. You taking over the park. It's a great premise. Good to see you off at, but yeah. It's all right. It was okay, but good call, Carl. Thank you so much for, for get, getting us a film. We'll be back next week. We'll see you then. Let's watch a full length.
W A F L M O T Y T. L W A F L M O Y T. L W A F L. Okay, all right, pass. Okay, one more time. No, no, one more time. We gotta go back to the first one. Oh God. Okay. You don't know what O T is all about. All right, let's do the first one. Right. L W A F L M O Y T. L W A F L M O Y T. L W A L F M O Y T. L W A F L M O Y T. Welcome to L W A F L M O Y T with Mike Spiegelman and Carl. Hi, Carl. Hi, Mike. Thanks. Good to see you. Hey, uh, welcome to the show. L W A F L M O Y T is an acronym. It stands for Let's Watch a Full Length Movie on YouTube. We're going to watch oh. a full length movie on YouTube with L- me, Mike Spiegelman. And Carl, LW. Yeah, YT is YouTube. Uh, excuse me. YouTube is one word. YouTube is I, one I word. I just said YT is YouTube. So it should just be Y. Okay, L-W-A-F-L-L-Y. That's y. actually my question. YT. YT. L-W-A-F-L-M-O-Y-T. That's a great question. I'll have to get, I'll have to circle around back. Welcome to the show. We are streaming first, as always, on MutinyRadio.fm, our home base in San Francisco. Beautiful, beautiful Mission District. Come on down. With Mutiny Radio has live show, live comedy shows Monday and Fridays. Check the website MutinyRadio.fm. Check the website MutinyRadio.fm and download our archive. Subscribe to us. You can also uh, listen to the show live. Live stream it. Uh, just go to MutinyRadio.fm. We're here every Sunday at 2 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. We are YouTube a podcast, channel. L-W-A-F-L-M-O-Y-T. Carl, what's up? YouTube channel. Tell them about the YouTube That was my third, but that's the greatest thing we have is our YouTube channel. If you're watching right now, howdy. <laughs> uh, go to L-W-L-F-L-O-Y-T. Because we'll be watching what? this movie. We want you. I said L-W-A-F-L-M-O-Y. T. Oh. <laughs> I can't. It's not. I have to say, YouTube is YT. I'm sorry. It just sounds better. I understand. So, yeah, you can type in that acronym in YouTube. And what we're going to do is we want you to go to YouTube, watch a movie with us, turn the sound off, listen to the podcast at the same time, and watch it. What movie are we watching today? Today we will watch. This is a hard one. The Return of the Six Million Dollar Man and the Bionic Woman, 1987. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. The return of the, the return of the six million dollar man. You got to write out six million in English. And the bionic woman. B I O N I C. Come on, we all know how to spell bionic. 1987. Also, you got to say ampersand. Instead of the A N D, you got to put in that little squiggly ampersand. Probably you start typing this, it'll come up. Okay, so we want you to type the return of the six S I X million dollar man ampersamp the B I O N I C right nineteen eighty seven. Yeah, Carl, what channel is like, It's important yes. because the first channel has ads, and that's not going to work. So you want Dave D Entertainment, Dave, Dave. D middle initial D. Entertainment. Oh, last name Entertainment. <laughs> His full name is David. My card. My card. Entertainment. Entertainment Productions. 
Dave Entertainment proprietor. Now, can we finally get to the Celebrity Comedian Countdown? Carl, take it away. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome back to Celebrity Comedian Countdown, this time with Daniel Caprio. Welcome, Daniel. Hi, nice to be here. So, Daniel, we are comedians out there on the scene. I'm bumping into you at shows, at open mics, and... I think it's fair to say that you're a Central Jersey, South Jersey comedian. Is that fair? Uh, yes, that is fair. I'd like to say Central Jersey, but I do do. Uh, I was just in Atlantic City uh, not more than a month and a half ago, so that's South Jersey. So when I'm dialing your number, I'm dialing 609. That is pretty central to me. That's a Mercer County dial to uh, area code there. So Amen. how come you never come up north? Many, many South Jersey, Central Jersey comedians I do see up here every now and again. You never seem to venture our way. Uh, yeah, because a lot of times it's way too far for way too little. <laughs> and I'm not, I'm not talking about shows, by the way. I'm talking about uh, straight up open mic. Yeah, five minutes and you've driven an hour, you know, hour 15. It doesn't make sense. Oh, I'm talking close to two hours for most of them. Mm. Mm-hmm. Now, I think of you as a comedy producer and a host. Now, I've been part of this Sauce open mic in New Brunswick, yeah. uh, the Sauce mic with the, the George Street Co-op. But also, I see you doing stuff at, like, Mercer County Community College. What's Correct. the philosophy here? You make your own shows? You're a bit of a producer. That's true. Uh, it's actually this Thursday is the Mercer mic. Um, it's not totally mine. I mean, they pay me to do it, which is great. Uh, but, you know, I have to follow, you know, the rules that they set. But um, I was their first choice when they brought it back. It's, it's, uh, it hasn't been going on for like three years now. And it uh -huh. just came back um, in uh, February. And, what, uh, it took a COVID break? Yeah, an extended one. Uh, but I'm so glad it's back. And, and they've been well attended. I'm very happy. Well, I see the stuff on social media, and it's a very good stage, and it's lots of friends I see booked on that show, you know? It looks like it's a fun time. Oh, most definitely. I can't wait. So, I see you on the run right now, in the car. That's because you're so damn active in comedy. Where are you going now? I'm going to uh, Red Bank, uh, to uh, dispensary. Uh, called Scarlet Reserve. They have uh, they have mics every Tuesday and they have shows uh, every now and then on Friday. And you get to pick up a little something while you're there, right? Possibly, yeah. <laughs> you're used to going and having a beer, but uh, this is a little different. Do they serve alcohol? No, no, no. I think it's BYOB, but no more drinking for me. I haven't drank in uh, over six years now. Really? Was it yeah. a problem? No, you just I don't I don't like this or. No, no, it was definitely problems. Uh, oh. But I am uh, I'm glad I'm glad I made that decision. It's been a positive. Uh, it's been a positive effort. Gotcha. Now, you have okay. So you've got this special right, and it's called yeah. utterly ridiculous. Now it's not utterly ridiculous. It's yeah. like the animal an otter. It's utterly ridiculous. But it's not on your own YouTube channel. What is that, Backwards Entertainment? Tell me about this special, how it came about, and why it's on a different person's channel. Well, the reason why it's on a different channel is because my friend BJ, uh, we made, I, I wanted to pay him to do it, 
but he made a stipulation, uh, which, you know, saved me quite a lot of money. Uh, he told me, he's like, look, I'll film and edit it. Uh, just uh, let's put it on my channel. Because he has, I think right now, he has about 2,000 subscribers to his channel. And uh, uh-huh. he knew we would get, like, a pretty good amount of views. Um, and uh, so I said, yeah, you know, it's going to reach more eyes having it on your channel versus mine. Uh, and he did film and, you know, like, edit it. So, you know, we made that deal. Yeah. Um, and uh, our friend Alex Gillespie uh, brought in uh, sure. a couple more cameras, and he helped uh, film it, too. And um, so what the deal was, uh, I told him, like, whatever little clips, like 30 seconds, a minute, I would put those on my channel, and he would put the full length on his channel. And it's worked out great. Right. Yeah, it sounds like it. Both of those guys, I know those dudes. They're really great guys, and that's terrific. They were helping out and everything. So, oh, very talented on and off stage, yeah. Yeah, spe- yeah. So tell me, how can people find you out there on social media? What is it, Instagram, Twitter? How can people get in touch and see what you're up to and where you they can check you out? Instagram I'm real active on. It's just at Daniel Caprio. Uh, I try to keep things simple so people can find me. Twitter, uh, somebody took at Daniel Caprio, so it's at Daniel underscore Caprio for Twitter. Uh-huh. Um, Twitter's kind of a cesspool, though, so I don't really, I only, like, really post promos on there, like, you know, like, yeah. dates and mics and things like that, pictures and stuff. Um, but it has its, uh, it has its, and yes. um, all other social media, it's just, uh, it's just Daniel Caprio. Okay. Now, Daniel Caprio. Everyone at home is poised to watch this film at the exact same time as we do here in the studio. So everyone at home's got to press play, same time as we do at the studio. So why don't you go ahead, Daniel Caprio, and give us that celebrity comedian countdown. Right, here we go. Three, two, one, go! Whopper, the commercial. It's Ernie Anderson. I'm Paul Thomas Anderson's dad, and I do the voiceover for Six Million Dollar Man. See his eye? Yeah. The Zap. Ooh, that wall went down. That window went through. There's a new Six Million Dollar Person. Six Million Dollar Man and the Bionic Woman. (laughs) Next. No, Mike, were you a big fan? Were you a fan? Yes, I was, of course. Yeah. The 70s would not be complete without Lee Majors and uh, Lindsay Wagner as the bionic couple. Yes. Carl, what is the premise of the show? The shows? Your show? This show? No, the original. No, originally in the 70s, we watched The Six ah, Million okay. Dollar Man. So, yeah. So, uh, there was a crash, and we're about to see the beginning. You see how young he is? And yeah. we're going to see that he has a plane crash. And so they figured they could rebuild him as a cyborg. They didn't use that term at all. They put bionics in him. So he's got a fake leg that makes him jump like that. He's got a super eye. He can super see. And he has a bionic arm so he can super bite. Here we go. Ah, I have to witness the crash every time the show starts. He's got a bionic arm, too, a bionic leg, but she doesn't have a bionic eye. She has a bionic ear. What was that you said? Say what? Hey, I think they're talking about us two states over. Yeah. Bionic man, you're right. 
Look at she's she's fantastic. Oh, she right? She looks great. Uh, co-starring other people. Yeah, well, that's the new uh, Bionic guy, and he's the son of of Steve Austin. There's Lee Majors. Oh, look at that, Lee Majors too. Now, when, wasn't Lee Majors and Eddie Deason in, in The Fall Guy together? Was Eddie Deason in The Fall Guy? That's cool. I think so. It's either that or the one where it was like, I, it might be T.J. Hooker. Oh, okay. That, that's with yeah. the Shatner. With Shatner. Okay. <laughs> right. Well, it looks like it's all fun and games, but it's not, Michael. It's not. This is the paramilitary organization Fortress. Well, they need to use the elevator. <laughs> no, they're just going to do whatever they want. They go in with explosives. They... Now, we're overhearing Oscar Goldman go, they broke into the military force. They, 19 people were injured. I like Oscar Goldman. He's my favorite part of both shows. He Dude. was in the Buster Keaton story, which we saw together. He was yes, that's one right. of the movie executives. Super young. Right, super young. Man, now, that explosion went to either side of the truck. Now, in the car is a dad in Surf 2. It is Weekend at <laughs> Bernie's. It's our favorite guy. Oh, look at him. He's so clean-shaven, too. Because in, even in Weekend and Bernie's had a mustache. Yep. You can see his former mustache right under his nose. He's one of those guys where they shave their mustache, and you're like, yeah. Did you shave your mustache? How do you know? What well, gave it away? Well, you like have like two times the size. Yeah, like your upper lip is like four times the size of uh, your chin. Now, here's Lee Majors, and it's Steve Austin. And the first thing was the, is the director has to remind us that Steve Austin was a sex symbol. So here we have our sexism. Oh, now turn it up because he's going to make fun of today's youth. Okay. Now you know kids today, they say things like totally. I just go down my own street. Awesome. Awesome. Totally. Well, that was on fleek. Yeah. So the director has let us know that he's a sex symbol and he's old. Can I can I have some very disturbing questions I need to ask before we watch this movie? Yes. Yes. One, the government owns them, right? Mark, Michael, that is very disturbing. Okay? It is disturbing. Where you're coming from. Well, um, let me say this. You, you crash, right, an astronaut, and you wake up, and there's bionic parts, and they yeah. call you. Crassly, oh, the six million oh, yeah. always reminding you how much they pay like we you owe us you are the six million dollars and you dollars. do what the government tells you to do but what if uh i'm older tough shit well no no he is retired right now he's retired there's no way the bionic man is retired he's going to be government owned till the rest of his life <laughs> okay this is about his son his son, who's also a military pilot. Steve Austin Jr.? Yeah. Now, does Bigfoot show up in this at all? Is he no. When... No. Oh. Not in this one. That okay, so best. Steve Austin, the $6 million man, he is now retired. He sunk all his 
<coughs> money into this fishing boat, and he fishes all the time. And he was married to this woman, but she was a cuckoo. So they got a uh-huh. divorce. And she never said, by the way, I'm pregnant. So surprise, you have a kid. But he he found out when he was young, like a couple years later, and he never raised the kid. And he, when the mom died, he sent him to the aunt's house. Okay, so he's estranged from his son. Yeah. No, so how did he know she was pregnant? Was it a bionic eye used at all? You can like, smell hey, it. I you can smell it. <laughs> when oh, a woman's pregnant, that. there's this, yeah, there's a scent. To oh, it. hang on. Let me so, write this down. Thanks, so, man. I learned everything about women from you, Carl. <laughs> so he did crash and get bionic and then find out about it. And he was an OSI agent. So his excuse that he wasn't around was, you know, I, I got to America to help the state. What's an OSI agent? It's the pretend CIA. It's okay. the pretend CIA. You know, in the Venture Brothers, they're OSI, too. They're the good guys. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. And they actually have a scene where Steve Austin and the big and Bigfoot are a couple. <laughs> and they're hiding out in the mountains together. <laughs> oh, man. I like that. Yeah. Uh, the clothes are awesome. You know, What's one thing going I on right now is he's yeah. saying, like, Fortress is back and Lyle Stenning is the head of you know, and Lyle Stenning is like his longtime adversary, but not really, just for the point of this movie. You know, they want to make it. Right. Okay, so he's like, forget it, Oscar. I'm retired. I, I'm out. I'm out of the game. And he'll stay out of the game. Uh-huh. And he's going to be like, yeah, but according to this receipt, we own you. <laughs> Six million dollars, it says right here. Yeah. Look, no, six million. Got to come and fight Lyle, because guess what? He's Martin Landau. I know. I saw the special credit. You know, special guest star. The first name is always the villain. Mm-hmm. Audacious. Oh, look at him. He's definitely like. Ah, I'm gonna take a look at the look at her bikini one more time. Well, he's I he named the after the summer he met Jamie. And you're right. Oscar Goldman keeps looking at the bikini broads, going, "Looks like you're." You're not too old, I can see, Steve Austin. <laughs> totally tubular. By tubular, I mean, okay, Oscar, we get you. <laughs> oh, here's my impression, Carl, of the $6 million man and the bionic woman having sex. Okay. <laughs> 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 oh, you're looking at you're listening to another man. What? You're what? looking at another woman, huh? Uh, <laughs> oh, Cindy. Are you looking at Cindy? She's in Montana. <laughs> oh, Frank. Frank! Frank! Who are you listening to? Frank from Louisiana. <laughs> <laughs> Look at that. So, when you saw the Terminator and Arnold Schwarzenegger is an aging Terminator, how would you feel about that? Because Terminators and and uh, Bionic Man, he's going to die eventually, right? Or uh-huh. he's immortal. Who so Bionic Man? Of course, he's going to yeah. die. So his he has this equipment in him, like for forty yeah, years. Yeah, he's got a fake leg. Okay, and they reinforced his spine with cranium. But that was back and, in 1970s, you know. Yeah, like, yeah. This is 87. Does he need well, like an upgrade? 
his son gets the bionics and he like runs all weird and they're like all impressed with him. I can't do that. And he shoots a laser with his eye, you know. So yeah, I saw the laser he's eyes. Got That's 1970s pretty cool. Seventies technology, and his kids got late eighties. Yeah, they had lasers. Nepo babies, right? <laughs> Wait till you see the way he runs, man. I am the son, the son of Steve Austin. Well, the thing is, this was like, okay, this was kind of going to be a pilot, you see. Okay. Of course. These two right here on screen, they were together on a vacation in 1986, just fucking around. They were just friends, and they were on a vacation. And they started pretending they were, like, improvising a scene. Like, they are probably drunk or something, pretending that they were Steve Austin. Yeah, right, of course. So it gave him the idea, let's let's have a reunion. So they contacted this guy, Sidney Scheinberg at Universal. He's a good Catholic, Sidney Scheinberg at Universal, who agreed to develop it. And then there was a chance meeting with Brandon Tartikoff. Now, why do I know that? Brandon Tartikoff, by the way, the dog in uh, Punky Brewster is named Brandon after him. Uh-huh. He is one of the superstars of the early 80s when it comes to television executive personalities. He's the okay. Fred Silverman of his time. He spearheaded every show you liked from NBC in the early 80s, and he had a certain personality. He passed away years ago, but okay. he is definitely like a power broker that even I know about. I've read about him, Carl. You know? Gotcha. So, yeah, Brendan Tartikoff, he probably said, cha-ching, let's yeah. do it. Well, it says a chance meeting. So they just bumped into Brandon. It uh, led to the movie being sold to NBC. And it was $4.8 million, not $6 million, $4.8 million budget uh, because it was also going to be like a pilot. Michael Austin is the name of the kid. So it would be like the Bionic Man's kid. It was going to be a new series. Oh, that's cool. So Lee Majors could be in it, but he doesn't have to run around and shit. Right. His son mm-hmm. could do it. It literally right, his son could do it. Now, what about Bionic Woman? Would she be in this backdoor pilot as well, like in the show? Yep, yep. We're going to see her all over this thing. Now, right does she now, have a Bionic daughter? Uh, no, that that would be hitting the – that would be gilding the lily, I think. You gilding the lily, a little too that on the nose. As we... Nail on the head. <laughs> I mean, that's a little too on the nose here. <laughs> They're bit. twins. They're twins, and they're their own babies. They, they, they are. They become. They get married, and they. Oh right. They... Who are you listening to? Boop, 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 boop. Oh, boop, 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 boop. oh, by the way, like you know, during oh, I haven't finished the sex scene between the. Okay, the... let me jerk right, you off with my bionic hand. Ouch! Ouch! Ow. I don't have a bionic dick. Right, right. Don't worry, Oscar Goldberg. We can no, rebuild no. it. We can rebuild it, Steve. <laughs> <laughs> we have the technology. We can rebuild it. Then you, you really would hear that sound when they were doing it. Oy, 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 oy. Okay, so now he's sort of like been introduced to his son, but they never met. There's Bernie. He looks yes, old. Bernie. There's the dad from Surf 2. So, the good dad from Surf 2, not the racist dad. And no, the, no, it's not the good dad. It's um the... What's his name? Tom Villard's dad. Right, but he was and, cool. He, he yeah, was. He, he was wasn't. A, he wasn't dad. selling uh, Buzz Cola to the kids. Right. Exactly. Those are the other two dads. Our dads he was also protesting the Buzz Cola. Yeah. 
oh look california where everything exists that's another great thing about this tv show watching this in new jersey it's like wow california looks so cool yep yep it always did so right now oscar goldman has learned that steve austin will meet his son at this restaurant so he is arranging it that that bionic woman coincidentally bees is there in bees there is there with on a on a date like on a blind date kind of thing because he for some reason in our plot wants steve austin and and he wants steve back to fight fortress so if he gets him back with i don't i don't understand his logic but he wants to play matchmaker and put these two together again fair enough that makes sense was fortunate you know one thing about these shows excuse me is that they would be episodic you know it would just be yeah. that villain just, of the week and if there was any kind of like chronological story it would be a special or like you know when he met bigfoot it was a big deal it was maybe a two-parter right. or a movie or it was an event yeah there was never exactly. like uh, the show is never a 22-hour movie like a serialized uh, TV show we we watch now. No, nope, it was episodic, just like you said. It would start with the premise, and by the end of the thing, it was wrapped up, and the guy was in jail. And it was right. all. There was really no mystery. Like it wasn't. I don't think the bionic woman was searching for something about her past, or like. Yes, there was no... no, she was. No, you see, she was. The pre yeah. The okay. Steve Austin and Jamie Summers were in love, and it was the summer of love and love, 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 love. And then Jamie love has it. the parachute crash, and they go, save her life, make her bionic. And they go, Steve, you can't, well, I'll crook do, do, do you if you don't. <laughs> and they said, okay, <laughs> okay. I'll do it. So they made her bionic, but when she woke up, she couldn't remember. She was like, hi, who are you? Are you okay, Jamie? <laughs> Is that my name? No, but she remembered her name, but she forgot all her about her past, so she didn't know she was in love with Steve Austin. So the Steve was a tortured soul who was uh, right near the woman he loved, but she couldn't love him back. Okay. Now, was this because they were retroing the story? Like did it originate as a pilot of just Jamie as herself and then they threw in all this backstory later or there was a movie um with the bionic woman it was really supposed to be an episode as a matter of fact she dies at the end she's what she's i die did i hear you correctly yes she dies it was so popular that they they just said all right fuck that and they made it like a thing like okay we didn't want you to know steve i told you she was dead because he can't remember and it would have been torturous to you that's really what it was that's that's interesting um, Okay. Nice save. In the third season, two-part episode, her character is critically injured in a skydiving accident, equipped with bionic implants, but her body rejects them, ultimately leading to her death. <gasps> this was intended to be Wagner's last role under her universal contract, but public response to the character was so overwhelming that the death was retconned ret ret into a cover story. That's right. For a near-death secret recovery, Wagner appeared in a two-part episode, which returned her character, followed by a spin-off series, 1976. Amazing. That's so cool. Now, remember the time they ate pizza and riding horses? 
Yeah, that's she remembering memory. the time she's riding horses, remembering the time she's eating pizza while remembering the time she was riding a horse. Does she have a flashback within the flashback? Yes. I remember being on a flashback. horse, remembering us eating pizza. <laughs> that's right. She was on the horse galloping. Because yeah. I remember that time we had the pizza. I'm remembering the time I remembered that we had pizza. We were having pizza and you were telling me you were on a horse. <laughs> So now we're having this awkward, okay, ready for some bionics? Turn it up so we hear the do 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 What? You know, you, you were treated inside your cell. No contact, no friends. And when somebody needed you, you didn't care. You're talking about It's fine, okay? Just what you, stay she's here. talking about Istanbul. We'll learn that later. Jamie. Please let go of I just wanted you to hear them. Well, but, but I wanted the audience to know what we're talking about when they're doing it. Boop, 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 boop. <laughs> yeah, that's it. Watch my non bionic part. Don't worry about the kids. Call me about the window. Is there a back way out of here? I can't. Out the back. Hello. <laughs> I was gonna tell you to turn it up for her line. Yeah, that's a great line. Sir, I'm gonna ask, ask you to leave. Hi, Dad. Oh, hi, Dad. That's even more embarrassing. Yeah. Why didn't you use the door? Well, son, no. We'll be you back see, after this. What were the commercials like on the other recording? Yeah, we don't get to see the cool retro commercials. They just it just goes to black and comes back. That's fair enough. Yeah. We're more interested in the action here. Well, I don't know, Mike. It's really fun when they have the retro commercials. Sure. You know, I mean, and, and there's the news story, news at 11. You know, you see what was, right? World Trade what? Center hit? What? No. <laughs> news at 11. This is 1987. Get out of here. Oh, Statue of Liberty will be reopening soon. Right. Well, this is cool. I mean, I didn't realize he had a son. I know Lee Majors was in Evil Dead versus Ash, or whatever the TV show, Ash versus the Evil Dead. He played mm -hmm. Ash's father from the Evil Dead movies when they had a Showtime show. He was the dad in it. But I didn't watch it. Um, he got famous from The Big Valley. There were oh, 400 no people who auditioned for The Big Valley, including Burt Reynolds. And he yeah. won... And that's how then this came along, and now he's a big star. But he also went on to do The Fall Guy for one season. It was in The Virginian. Did you yeah. like The Fall Guy? No. Now, check this out, Mike. Check this out, right? He was going to be in Midnight Cowboy. He was going to be the John Voight guy. Yeah, he would have been all right, I guess. Well, the thing is, but instead, Big Valley... It was they had they had the more the thing is he was a TV guy and this it's corny and stupid six million dollar man but if he had done Big Valley and then got cast with Dustin Hoffman in Midnight Cowboy his career might have been totally different he might have been a very cool hip movie star well do you think John Voight is John Voight was in Runaway Train which we watched and we loved him in that performance but you know he's grown up and he is who he is you know this kind of firebrand on twitter etc and and not really you know so it, it could have been anything but 
I'm saying it, it wouldn't mean anything to be in that movie. It would have been cool to have a TV actor show up in a movie that was rated R at the time. X. Midnight Cowboy well, was rated okay, X. He was a TV actor in like a cowboy film in the black and white days. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, he, if he had gone into that movie, he would have suddenly been a hip, cool. I mean, it's all about heroin and John Voight's picking up a prostitute and thinks that he was the prostitute. Remember that scene? I don't know. If yeah, of course. And, and um, Hoffman dies and, you know, I'm walking uh -oh. here. He, he could have become, he never was a movie star. He was a stupid TV star. Right, but he did pretty well. I mean, I, I think like. Yeah, he did pretty well. <laughs> he you was know, in Robot get... Chicken. He played himself like in Robot in Chicken. Robot... Robot Chicken, yeah, right. Yeah, I'm sure it'd be like, ah, I'm making fun of Six Million Dollar Man. I mean, people get cast and become iconic because of their TV roles, and then you feel right. kind of bad that they're typecast. But always at the end of the day, or at the end, you're like, I really love Six Million Dollar Man. Could you just give me that? You know, like, yeah. I don't know. So now, cool. okay, this paramilitary operation is in a station wagon with three goofs. <laughs> what they want to do? Is that OSI regulated station wagon? <laughs> Well, they're the bad OSI. Oh, no! This is oh, hey, buddy. What? Oh, California's beautiful. Oh, that must be a back lot. Oh, no, it looks like California. I mean, like an actual... Oh. Mm. So 80s. Yeah. yeah. Oh, wait, so, with the music. So we have three goofs. And right right into the boat show. Is they want to capture Steve Austin because they want to learn about his bionics. You see, Martin Landau has got a thing for bionics. He wants to steal the secrets. Whoa! Whoa! This is the that first time in ten years someone wants to steal a secret. And I also like that guy's earrings from the eighties. That's pretty cool. Oh, of course, there's a ramp. I was going to say yeah. it should be a ramp show. Now watch mm -hmm. this jump is pointless. He jumps. It was right? a double ramp. But then the other car can just drive around. I mean, there's a barrier. <laughs> right. But Steve drove off a ramp, landed on another ramp, and went over a boat and hit. Right. Where the stunt people are? Oh, Wilshire. Wilshire, sure, Wilshire Boulevard. Yeah. No. The Okay. Remember, he was like, I'm retired. Now they've come. Fortress came after me. So now he's back. So, so this time it's personal. Oscar Goldman, like, yeah. to pledge to fight Fortress. I'm back, hopefully, for a season or two. Full, full pickup. This time it's personal. Well, the thing is, this was popular, and it did the, it was the fourth highest rated show during the week. Not the night or something. That would be terrible, but, like, it was a highly rated show. So it led to two other movies. It never led to the, the the TV series. Right now, she was like, I wonder what parts are bionic sexually. <laughs> well, I'd look at that as ass. Look at that ass is bionic. Now, you this know, is father and son. Yeah. Oh, yeah. look at that. They're going to play ball. We Finally, we get to play ball, Dad. Do you uh, – <laughs> their TV movies were pretty well known. Like, didn't they get married was one of the TV movies? Like, I the marriage or the – don't think so. I don't remember that. Yeah. But I, I do remember the TV movies. This one, when you uh, picked it, I was really excited because a lot of those TV movies were during the late 70s. 
you know, maybe early mm-hmm. 80s. It wasn't like 1987 where they're just dusting off the characters and bringing them back. Well, this led to two other movies. The next one was 1989. It's called The Bionic Showdown. Sweet. In the Bionic one. And, the, and his son is in it also. And then, but this is the one, I think we might have missed our real one to watch. In 1994, they had Bionic Ever After, question mark? So maybe that's... Maybe that's the one? Yeah, like maybe that was the one to see, and maybe that's the one with the marriage you're talking about. Oh, I was waiting for him to squeeze that. Well, he was like, do something bionic. You know, he says, don't bother (laughs) me, kid. I'll box your fucking ears in, son. (laughs) Oh, my dad was a cruel man. You should see, okay, when you look at Lee Majors the second as an old man, he's Steve right. Austin. He's Steve Austin. Google his name and look at him like old. He's Steve Lee Austin. Majors I I. Now this is up oh, well, we We'll see him later. He's Did Frank Poole from two thousand and one a space odyssey. It's pretty cool. Oh, I like that guy. Yeah, I want to take a look at him again. He has a weird face. Yeah, and he's old. He's got his gray hair, you know. Yeah, I and remember the, he did a bunch of stuff in the 80s. Weird. Well, the thing he was in 2010. Ah, I see, too. The year we made contact. No, that was... That was... Yes, I know, but he... No, that that was the Star Trek. What was his name? No, no, he shows up as a cameo at the end of the movie. Oh, does he? Oh, yeah, I he, know. he appears okay. in the movie. He he's not like he doesn't act act, but he definitely comes up as character. What's what was the name of the other astronaut? It was Frank Poole and Dave. Right. Yeah. Uh, my mind is going, Dave. Dave. Daisy. I'm sorry, I can't do that, Dave. That's right. That's a mean computer lip lip reading. I know. What I wanted to do on Fish Burgers was do that to Jeremy. I would say, <laughs> open the pod bay doors, pal, right? But the thing is, I would tell Jeremy that I'm going to, that's the, our joke is that I will open them, you know? Because you remember how stressed he would get? Open the pod bay doors! You just see Jeremy <laughs> in that astronaut. Oh, I see Jeremy do that? So you're. Pal! Pal! That would have been on your public access, our public access show 30 years ago with your brother Jeremy. Everybody knows because we're so famous. You don't got to do Oh, they can check out our Fishburgers channel. <laughs> okay, yeah. Go on YouTube to Fishburgers, but it's got to be the channel. Otherwise, you'll get recipes to make Fishburgers. Yeah, you'll be there all day. Okay. Now he's going to tell him she remembers. She remembers you and your love affair. She's probably in love with you again. Oh, yeah. There you go. Younger. Yeah, I really like you. Not enough to fuck. (laughs) (laughs) But thanks for listening to me. That's one of my old jokes. I never use it again. That's so great. You're a great guy. You're really not nice enough to fuck. I threw that joke away. I'm sure you threw <laughs> a million of them away. You got some. Yeah. Money. Oh, and we're back. 
does. So this was a, a, two ABC shows, but in the 80s, Brandon Tartikoff got the rights, got this aired well, on NBC. It was, yeah, let me tell you about that. Um, turn it up so we can hear the boop, 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 boop. Okay, oh, let's see. Oh, oh, no, it's too late. Okay, no, so heavy breathing. NBC picked up the Bionic Woman after the series had been canceled by ABC. Oh, ABC okay. Continued to air the Six Million Dollar Man. So Rudy Wells, the guy who like made him Bionic, he was on two different networks. You know, we that's Bionic so. The the spinoff was on the same time as the run for Six Million Dollar Man, but Six Million Dollar Man remained on ABC. Yes. While at the same time, the Bionic Woman was on the air, but on the competing channel. NBC. It was a scandal. It was what? Has the whole world gone crazy? And now that I'm competing crazy. against the you know. Well, that's the spinoff. Yeah, a lot more people like it. You know, there's been a lot of television shows that switch American networks. I would say Taxi was on ABC and then NBC. Uh, there was another show I just thought of that switched networks. But it's not too uncommon that happens. But I've never uh -huh. heard of a competing uh, right. a, a similar show. Right? Yeah, it's like I guess the most – now in the streaming services, you have South Park with Paramount Plus showing exclusive movies and – HBO Max having the rights to the TV show, which is also on Comedy Central. <laughs> that's the only example I could think of. Yeah, that's an example of life imitating life. <laughs> the biz. So now all was again, it... it's not worth anything. It's like, when I woke up, oh, it was stressful, stressful. I know you set me up with Steve. What are you up to, Oscar? Do you notice in the '80s, men still wore suits on television, even though they it's really just didn't television know. style? Like nobody yeah, would wear that jacket. Right. You would see Michael J. Fox in a suit, yeah. on ties, and the dad, and they're like sports coats. Or I was watching Andy Kaufman on Fridays. It was it was the following episode. He he famously kiboshed an episode, and then uh -huh. the following season they had him on, and it's on Tubi. And he's wearing the cheapest three-piece suit I've ever seen in 1980. You know, okay. like, it's just like, it's what people wore. Like, you know, on Mark and Mindy, it would be a three-piece suit. It wouldn't, you know, like, who wears a three-piece suit? Got right, a vest right. and a jacket and a tie, and it's like, you know, vanilla looking. The vest is overkill. Yeah, like Oscar right now. Like, I know we're not listening to them, but it's just Well, because weird. I don't... Crybaby stuff. It's really not worthless. Look how his tie is. It's folded into his pants. Right, tucked right in. And whoa! You just got out of bed, maybe. Push the scarf around your and roll them. And roll them. <laughs> oh, look! Continuity error. Your tie's out to untucked. We don't have. Oh, it doesn't oh, matter. And cut. Right, Michael. Very good. Yeah. I have a bionic eye. Go ahead. Listen oh. for two seconds. Okay, with my bionic ear? Yes. Doot, 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 doot. What's okay. that supposed to mean? I wanted, well, Fortress is the paramilitary <laughs> organization run by Martin Landau. But what I wanted to say, and we'll see, here's Martin Landau. I'll come back to it. All right. Don't forget. 
Steve Austin shows up. Can I call the guard? Oh, we're just gonna have a little conversation, you and me. And I'll kill you with my body. You're joking me. <laughs> my God, Martin Lando is so great. That that toupee of his, his hair is so. I don't know if it's real or not. I love it. It's. I it's think it's it. real. Yeah. Now this guy, you know, he was. He grew to be into movies, not but he started. It was Space Nineteen Ninety Nine sure. and Mission Impossible. That's yeah, what made he, him a face that you know. But he was a fucking superstar, though, in both of those shows. And his wife was in, in both, too, and because he was just so versatile in them. Like, you know, and she did, too. Like, they were just anything that they threw. Like, Mission Impossible was fantastic. Yeah. You know? They were always playing something different. Yeah. Like each episode, they had to do some sort of scam. I remember there was an MTV, like, uh, red carpet event for the first Mission Impossible movie. I don't remember if it was Tabitha Soren, but one of the famous MTV news yeah, yeah, went up yeah. to Martin Lando, who was there on the red carpet, and go, oh, what are you doing here? Oh, my God. And like, are you promoting Ed Wood? You <laughs> idiot. <laughs> I guess she's just young. She wasn't around. Yeah, she was young. Was young. And don't forget, the first movie, like Mission Impossible is this great team espionage show. And then the first movie, his espionage team gets killed in like 20 minutes. So, this Ethan Hunt. Oh, is he a psychic? Is he going to do Jigsaw? All we got with Martin Landau was Steve Austin going, If you hurt anybody who I love, I'm going to get you. I'll kill you this time. Yeah. Now we're seeing that like Jamie is, she's like a physical therapist and she does counseling and this guy is like all about tv shows and i don't know he's got problems later on he'll um help the plot by a little bit that's why he's here so what do you mean by tv shows turn it up you'll hear he, the way he okay. talks like beam me up scotty mm -hmm. stuff like this Womp, 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 womp. Jamie. Be careful out there. Hill Street Blues. <laughs> Dynamite. Look, a fake leg. It's bionic leg. Oh, press five and six to wiggle the toes. <laughs> now, do you recognize Rudy Wells' face from the show? He was in Bionic Woman and Six Million Dollar Man while they were playing on different networks. Yeah, yeah, he was. Yeah. He, it, he is the guy who does the Bionic. I don't remember him, Carl. Oh, oh, okay. When yeah. I saw his face, I immediately remembered. Look, he's the guy who always used the tweezers. Uh, it's a little personal here. Can you imagine you have a Bionic leg and you see the guy fucking with a leg on the kid? <laughs> It's a weird tingle when I see you do that. Well, if it isn't Steve Austin, how are you, Steve? I thought Steve. you were tired, buddy. How come one limb is clean shaven and the other is hairy? Her suit. <laughs> you notice that? Like, we got a hairy edition, a hairy white edition, and a clean shaven white. It's weak. You'll see on the table. Well, I, I guess. Yeah, like if one's got one leg has hair. Look, yeah. look here in this science thing. 
See the science in there? Yeah. See, that's all you are, Steve, to us. That fucking microchip. You get it? <laughs> Six million dollars that cost us. I know! Let's see. Six seasons, 20 episodes apiece. Uh, each villain, 120 villains. That still comes 4.6 million short. You I know! Look at this laser eye. You see, I've got a laser eye. If huh. there's anybody who ever needs a laser eye, you let me know. All right, well, okay. you know, the sun gets into a jet crash or something. <laughs> I was going to say, it's, 20, it's a week before the accident, but thanks for letting me know. Yeah, it's a little early. It's a little early. Um, um, thank you for the movies part. The, the creator, the invention lab is always like this hoardy bit where it's like, okay, here's this pen that will help you breathe underwater and shoot <laughs> any kind of laser crabs. Great, if Whoa. I ever see a laser crab underwater, I'll use it. Whoa! Laser crabs! <laughs> Pick up my pen. Here, can I get your autograph? You're so crabby. <laughs> oh, James. Look, he's playing with uh, Steve Austin's fake skin. Oh my god, how 80. And I'm setting that up because later I'll become a hostage. Oh, remember wearing pearls in the 80s when you go to supermarket shopping? Yeah. No, but I'm gonna yeah. get myself a paper cup. That is cup. so eighties. Look at the high shoulders. Yes. On both of them, and the pearls, especially the pearls. Look it's at the tie pearl. loosened, the pop collar. Yeah, no, she well, she rocks it. Lindsay, I like. I'm a big fan. Oh, she's got now, a side hustle going. Later, she'll get cured. See, what happened is she's she keeps her eyes closed all the time since she was a baby, and then oh. when they teach her about opening her eyes. Her sight will be restored. Listen, uh, lady, you're coming with us. Get it this way. I have a gun, lady. Uh, I guess you didn't hear me. Yeah, if you don't come with us, we're going to shoot the children. Watch, look. Oh, 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 oh. No, <laughs> he's going to be fired. The line. Like, they don't hear a fucking gun behind them. <laughs> like, like no one does. Click, click. Come with us or we'll shoot the children. He could point a gun at six children, Carl, because according to the show, they're blind. No worries. Right. right. They're not getting away. Well, I hope he doesn't escalate this by pointing a gun in broad daylight to a bunch of children. Now, coincidentally, Steve Austin just happens to be parking his car and getting out for no reason. For no reason. He shouldn't be here at all. Well, no, that's that parking spot is reserved for Lee Majors. Oh, here we go. Oh, turn up the cells here to... Come on, make this noise. Make the noise. Come on, more. <laughs> now, he's he's running down like the suburban part of a. Probably in real life, they stop. He's like, <gasps> he does. He always does look like that. Even in the the original run, he always looked like he was exhausted. <laughs> Gravity. Huh? He's running and stopping. Watch. Oh, look at this, Mike. Watch. Yeah. And... Oh. How do they do that, Carl? In a single bound. 
how they do I have, it. I have notes. I don't like the the music over the sound effect. It has to be all I know. sound effect. Just the sound effect is what we need to hear. Okay, here we go. <laughs> that is incredible. All this shit's incredible. Whoa. Whoa. Hey, you punk. Talk about road rage. Oh, look, she no. bionic kicked it out. Ah. Finally, I could use my bionic powers. I got my bionic arm. I'm going to stuntman you. What? You're I'm a, I'm a stuntman. Barcelona. I can't believe it happened. Wow. Oh, they're fine. It landed wheels up. They're cool. The wheels up so you could drive away and everyone's okay. Yeah, you know how it goes. I see getting away. What's their license plate? I got the license. He didn't need his bionic guy for that. Stop wasting energy. You didn't need your bionic eye. The government's like, you use your bionic eye to get a license plate number? Fuck you. It's my body. Okay, now, this is the same restaurant they were in when she, like, threw him through the window. So... When they're leaving, the the maitre d person will be like, "Would you would you please use the door this time?" It really is gonna say that. They let him in. Wouldn't you let a bionic couple back in after they they uh, broke your window and repaid it? <laughs> I guess yeah. Is the window fixed? She said, "Here's my card. Call Here's me my about card. the window." But wouldn't guy throwing at it, window etiquette would insist that you would never show up to the restaurant again. Yeah, that's right. You would the be window. embarrassed. Right? You would be embarrassed. Right. Well, let's say you're the owner. You don't want Mike Spiegel and the bionic asshole walking to Scotty's to throw uh-huh. someone out the window again. Right? Unless you're scared of Mike Spiegel. Man. Absolutely. So on t- for two reasons, they shouldn't be here. This must have just been they've shot on the same day. Because yeah. the owners wouldn't let them in, and they wouldn't want to go in. It's so embarrassing. They're so embarrassed. You remember that lover spat where you threw me out the window? It wasn't even a lover spat. So right now we're going to have a situation in which it's like a movie does something that would never happen in the real world, like their feelings and stuff. It's like now he like gets her memory back and he knows and and instead of them getting together, she's like, let's just stay in touch. Let's just be friends. It doesn't make sense. He's talking about his son right now. Uh, oh, yeah. oh, oh, TV humor. Teflon was used a lot in 87 because of the president. Remember, like, uh, yes. Ronald Reagan was, they was the Teflon... Ron or well, the, no, no, you're thinking of the mob guy, the Teflon. Yeah, right, Don. the mob guy. That's who I'm thinking of. Yeah, Te- yeah, yeah. Teflon Don or something. Yes, I guess it was the, a, John yeah. Gotti. Right. Gotti. I don't know, John. John, you ever see the movie Gotti? Uh, Travolta. Yeah, I've seen it. I didn't think it was so great. You think it's bad movie? Like good, bad? If it was on YouTube, we would watch it. I think it's probably a bad movie because I don't remember it well, and that's what I tend to do. Like, if I like a movie, I remember everything about it. But if I can't – that happened to me with Woody Allen once. I think I already told you that story. 
I saw this Woody Allen movie and it just really sucked. Then I was in the video store and I was like, oh, a Woody Allen film I never saw. Okay. <laughs> right. You had to. Shit. Okay, let's listen again because now we're going to have the ridiculous stuff. You won't have a good answer. It's so bad, I don't even want to listen. It's just fake stuff, like, I'm confused, I... I want, in my movie, bionics. I want bionic jumping, I want bionic running, I want bionic listening, I want bionic seeing, I want to see guys point... Uh, they're gonna kit. I don't want to see a, a dinner scene that goes on before the oh, next yeah, commercial break. Yeah, it's really long this scene, and it's all right. Fuck it. I'll tell you something about the film. Um, sure. Uh, um, it was released you, on oh, home uh, video. You know who directed the movie Gotti? Yeah. No. Tell me. The uh, the actor who played E in Entourage. Oh, okay. I forgot his name. That's I know him. So I, 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 he was on a, a bunch of sitcoms, too. I, I saw him in. I don't want to read this stuff. I'm kind of done with this film. You've All seen right, this how many times for research, Carl? How many what? times have you seen this already? This is my fourth time. I just yeah, find so that if I, I watch it three times and I'm ready for our show. Um, married to Farrah Fawcett between 73 and 82. That's pretty short. That's really pretty short. 73 to 82? Nine years in the limelight? Because they were in the limelight. Wait, wait, you're right. You're right. That isn't really short, right? Especially if you're famous. Um, cameo appearances in Circle of Two. He was in Scrooged. I don't remember that. He probably uh, played himself walking around the, the, the yep. television lot. Yeah, he did. He did. He was in Big Fat Liar. I don't remember that. The brother Solomon. Oh, I've seen Big Fat Liar. I think he probably played himself, honestly, on a lot of this movie this they're yes. trying to make. He was in Grand Theft Audio. His voice, Big Mitch Baker. He was in The Mist by, with Stephen King for two seconds. Uh-huh. Uh, he was on Dallas for two shows. That's pretty sweet. And that's that, the modern Dallas, the modern Dallas. Oh, like the CW Dallas? Um, whatever it was. TNT did, did Dallas, and J.R. Ewing was it in it. You know, the old cast was in it, and the young guy, the young guys. Did you see it? So, yeah, it had J.R. Jr., right? Yeah. J.R. J.R.? Yeah, it had Jerger. Jerger. Okay, turn it I, up. I know of it. Turn it up. Hey, is that funny? Did you miss it? I know, I saw it. Was he no, passive aggressive? Didn't you hear what he said? You didn't hear what he said. I did hear what he said. I had it up and I listened. He goes, Hey, uh, this time, guys, can you go through like the door? Because like our window is not like open. Okay, okay. No, I totally heard. It. I had the volume. You'll hear it. Okay, my mistake. My mistake. So, um, Check this out. Check this out. You know the song Midnight Train to Georgia? Yeah, sure. I love that song. Okay. 
Um, songwriter Jim Weatherly phoned his friend Lee Majors one day. The call was answered by Farrah Fawcett. Weatherly and Fawcett chatted briefly, and she told him he was going to visit her mother and was taking the midnight plane to Houston. Okay? He heard the midnight plane to Houston. He started doing that. <laughs> he going into the shower. Leaving on that midnight plane <laughs> to Houston. Georgia, and it turned into, yeah. Um, uh, Weatherly used these wealthy people as characters in a song about a failed actress who leaves Los Angeles and is followed by her boyfriend who cannot live without her. Eventually, the genders were swapped and the plane became a train and Houston was changed to Georgia. But I mean, that's what gave birth that's to the song. That's what it's based on. No shit. You know, their relationship was like People Magazine fodder every week. Yeah. National Enquirer. It was Benefer. Yeah, oh, yeah, Benefer. And part of it is that Farrah Fawcett, you know, she had her own history going on, and people would always, like, you know, those magazines would always try to get exclusives and exploit it. Well, yeah, it was like National Enquirer kind of thing, but a little yeah. bit. Was it called the Star? Evening Star? I don't know. There was, it was a little early. Okay, so well, what like, we're going to have now is a bar fight in which a father and son can bond. Oh, like they, they ball fight? But can't, like, I don't know, you got to pull punches if you're bionic, right? Well, he, right now he's not bionic. Oh, another window. This time in yeah. fast motion. And now ooh, the ooh, dad ooh. will be the one to say, "This how you leave places." <laughs> uh oh, stuntman fight. A lot of stunt work in this. That's kind of yeah. cool. Oh, thanks for the beer, lady. Yeah. <laughs> oh. I want to see a movie about that guy. Crack. Yeah. Pub. He's like, stay out of it, Dad. And he's like, it looks like fun. <laughs> stay out of it, Dad. Yeah, right. So he goes back through the window. That's stupid. Broken glass everywhere, Carl. People pissing yeah, now, on the streets. That's right. It's not safe. It must be a TV show. So now we're going to hear the bionics when Steve comes in. Do, 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 do. He's super duck. Punch. Fast. Fast. A lot of sound effects. Crash, crash. He wears that leather jacket so he looks like he has muscle. That's his son, his real life son. <laughs> That's a normal sounding punch, Carl. Right. Crash. Oh. Bionic push. My spine. Bionic. My correct. People. You can see him like a Winston Payne. Did you see the joke there? Yeah. Hi, how are you? Well, like, he went to, like, beat up a guy, but it turned out to be a girl, so he stopped, and then she, like, slugged him in the stomach. Look at that! Yeah, that's pretty raw. That happens in no fights. That's right. Cops. Uh -oh. Sorry, officer, I was just trying to take this beer outside. <laughs> what? Why won't you? I was a I beer stander. I got it. I was an innocent beer stander. <laughs> hot dogs. Get your hot dogs outside of bar brawl. Good ball brawl. Let's get either a hot dog or whatever. This this like two oh popcorn. Well, yeah. He's Only in get... Los Angeles, Carl. Only in LA. Here you can have. Turn it up. He's gonna get him popcorn. The works with the works. Street... With the works. Yeah. <laughs> 
Hey, you want a street corn, street pop? Give me a street pop. What do you want in your street pop? Everything. A street Give pop a street from a pop. I'll order one street pop from a pop. Again, street dog next from the stand. Come on, I promised you'd order the popcorn. Come on. Uh, they just patched up their entire relationship. Well, we're getting bonding scene because next scene he's going to die, you know, get killed. He doesn't die, but a plane crash. By the street pop. Here we go. Get the to the works. Butter, butter and salt. Want corn on your pop? What else do you, I mean, like some yeast, some flavoring, some, some cinnamon? The works, the works. Chili. No, I don't want any ginger on it. Yeah, chili. Chili and cheese with the jalapeno peppers. That's one peppercorn. This is their plan is to drive at them. It will split them up and then they get the kid. If they get the kid, they'll get Lee Major's bionic. What happened to the street pop? They dropped it? Well, watch. Do, 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 do. He goes, good job, bum. Oh, dad. Whoa. Now, the son's going to think to himself, that's really cool. I wish I was bionic. Until he really is bionic. And he goes, you made me a freak. You made me a freak. Not pop his son's uh, arm out of a socket. Right. Absolutely, you would have, right? <laughs> How do they do these effects, Carl? Let's just cut to the chase because they're they, jumping. They jumped a... backwards. They jumped backwards. And they... So some guy outside Wilshire or, you know, jumps out of a building. It's got to be a studio. That little fake dead end they went into, it's got to be a sound Okay, studio. so they're on a studio lot and then they have a three story building. And they right. probably have those, like, wonderful cushiony yeah and then they yeah. jump on backwards they're stuntmen they're trained to and then they take the film and they reverse it yes <laughs> yes <laughs> so two people let me get this right they're in a lot right, right don't you think steve austin's real life son was like dad why can't i be the kid dad why can't i be the bionic one wouldn't Do you feel the it's the other way around? This, the father says, son, you are going to be in my bio return of the, uh, you're going to be the bionic kid. Yeah. Oh, dad, I don't. I don't live in your shadow. Oh, he's, he's, uh, do, 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 her boobs. Did you see it? Do, 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 do. He's, he's eavesdropping. Well, he was, no, but he knew she was listening. And so he said, you're more beautiful than ever. And so then the general guy was like, yo. Excuse me, Mr. Austin. <laughs> oh, the general's there? It was a general admission? Yeah, they let him in. It was general admission. So now we're going to have, you know, plane crash. We And then we've got to make him bionic. Oh, that's her son? Look how they're all dressed up like, um, yeah. that's the bad guy they fought in the bar. I'm, I'm not bored at this at all. If you think you're bored watching this the fourth time, imagine actually watching this, the air show. I guess, just, I guess, like they're testing it. It's a test. They're all. No, yeah, he's like gonna graduate or something. It's like he's got to do a, a striking run or some crap to graduate, and then like he'll be like, he'll be f so fake in trouble. He'll be like, oh, uh, my sensors are broken. Up, 
the stick's not responding. Houston, turn it up. It's he's like so bad. Do a barrel roll. You know he's not in danger, is what I'm saying. Uh oh, my hydro gauges. What? Flip, flippity, flip, flip. Six he's flashing like, lights. Oh, there's a problem. Nom, nom, nom. My toggles are, are not toggling. How do they do this effect? Is there a cushion? Yeah, there'll be a cushion on the ground. <laughs> Look at how, like, Bionic Woman's in her, like, Kentucky Derby hat. I'm sorry. Sorry. Dick is sluggish. Sick. No oh. Fuck this. We archival footage. Yeah. Better of a fake plane jettison. crash. Fake jettison. Press the fake jettison button. I can't find it. You think this arch? Oh, there we go. Archival. Archival. Now this plane crash. Did they pay the family to use for the footage? I'm sure they didn't. It's archival. We watch the, you know, they always say, oh, kids watch so much violence on 70s no, TV every episode. You go into a closet, and there's reels and reels of crap. Here's one of an elephant. Here's one of, Oh, you know, I know, I know, totally. They should but call I mean, up, who is the man who died in this plane? I want to give his great, great No, but I think it's ironic that, you know, people would say you're desensitized from violence because you would watch it six times, you know, three times a yeah. night on television. Yeah. And to the point where they use archival footage of a man dying in a plane crash, and we're just like, oh, no, I hope his son's okay. You know, oh. like, you don't, you just don't think about it. I'm sure, like, I don't you're know, right. you know. You're right. I didn't. The thinker. Hey. Yeah, let me touch pet the you. Hair. Let me pet you like a dog. What, what are you doing here? I thought you were not my girlfriend, Jamie. Ouch, ouch, my hair is stuck in your hand, your bionic hand. Don't, don't, oh, my your kid's hand. gonna die now. You're showing up. You're, yeah, now you're here. Your bionic hand is stuck in my hair. Uh, he has my cell phone. Oh, Steve, are these bionic? Is this bionic hair? No, it, they're plugs. They're plugs. <laughs> what do you, what do you, you have bionic hair? They're plugs. It's so sad, like, they, he has to sit there. Poor son's in the hospital. All right, turn it up so you Chris... can hear the bad acting so that you cannot feel like, oh, it's terrible. Oh, no, here we go. Oh, he must be crispy. <laughs> His skin is all crispy, like, like chicken. I, I can't, oh, I just, I can't even, I can smell him. Right. None of that, none of that. All he can Jeez. smell right now is... Like ashy, smoky smell. It's terrible. <laughs> okay, now we are seeing Breaking Bad guy, younger than you've know. ever seen him. That's Brian Walter. Cranston. That's Brian Cranston. Look how young. He tried to amputate his right arm. What? Both his legs are fractured. His spine is snapped. Yeah, you, you were a bad doctor. Never walk again. A piece of metal lodged in his 
No. Why does he think he's going to make it? Because he has a will to live. Check it out. How unbelievable. Brain scan is normal. Okay, I got to stop watching Brian Cranston. Listen, listen. Lacerations, minor injuries that will heal with time. But the rest, but. I'm afraid there's not much more. No. No. There's something I can. Yeah, I can make him bionic. Listen, listen. Oh, it's killing me. It's killing me. Exist to Jamie. He's not gonna make it. You don't know about bionic. What are you saying? Well, you know what? We got we we got some upper friends in upper places, pal. This doesn't right. involve you. You can totally bionify this guy. I don't know. I'm I'm just a, a hospital doctor, a country hospital doctor. I've never heard of this bionification. I'm just a country city hospital doctor. <laughs> just a, a country city hospital doctor lawyer. Yeah. Well, don't worry. We'll, we'll get some bionification specialists in the hospital to, to do it. We don't need you. Bionic OSI's here. Oh, yeah. I mean, again, these suits are just like, it's just, we take it for granted they were worn on, but no one wears these suits. Well, not today, of course. Not today. They, they, um, Ugh. I remember used to used to dress properly to go to school and then in our generation it was easy you know it was just like you'd have a collar shirt and jeans you know what i mean it would be like you could dress what but nowadays it's they've got sweatpants and <laughs> pajamas sure. i'm not kidding flip-flops it's all good i rocked a sweater with the, the the collared shirt poking out yeah me too yeah Oh, look at this bionics. This stuff's going to be out of date, and they're going to have to, like, fix it. And so he's under, you know, plus how much do they, like, lease it? Does, like, Steve have to pay the government, like, you know, once a month to, to have in their mortgage? Look, they're going to put in. I don't think so. I think they just paid it out right, and now we own you. Yeah. Put in the eye. Yes, put in the eye. This is the moment we all waited for, the bionification. Right in process, right? Yeah, we never Nick saw Falls is doing it. Oh, here we, go. here we go. I want to show you my coffee cup. What is it, doctor? Really, six hundred dollars, six million dollars in 1987 money? <laughs> That's so cheap. No, it was a 1973 dot money. It should be at least 7.5 million. What was the story that Ben Stiller was going to do a movie version? And then, in fact, the movie version called like the Six Billion Dollar Man or something. I always hear like, interesting. I don't know if it's true. He was a test of shit, but I didn't. I didn't you know, it, he might it was have always a movie. Balloon. Yeah. I don't remember this guy. The doctor. Rudy Wells. Yeah. What was he in? Like. He was always the doctor who, you know, they would go in for a bionic checkup. You know, he was the guy. That's so funny. Oh, he's probably the sexiest guy in this movie. Look at the sweat, the chest hair, the mustache. <laughs> well, yeah, he's been in surgery, so he has sweat. Now, yeah, sure. Of course, your hair, your, your chest hair is always sticking out during surgery. This 
guy authored two books, fiction books. He uh, wrote plays and had them produced and stuff. He, this guy was for real. Lee Majors struck with some chess hair, too. But yes. he never wrote any plays, though. No, no. No. Son, I heard that your eye, right hand, legs, and spine have been repaired. Here's another, like, ridiculous thing. He wakes up and he's like, you've made me a freak. I mean, but... you're not my father. Don't you? I mean, why doesn't the bionic woman and $6 million man feel the same way? They were dead men. And then that's suddenly... What, that's what they say in this. It's not believable. When you woke up, you were mad. And then Jamie's going to go to Steve. Did you expect him to react any other way? I mean, right. this guy, he wasn't ever going to walk again. This is a good thing. But he, I don't know. He could have been dead, right? But they revived him. Would he no, live? Uh, it was no. Uh, when Brian Cranston was working on him, they were just, it was an emergency room visit. They were just saving gotcha. his life. Gotcha. He wasn't going to die. He was just going to be paralyzed. And... Did they need to to, to repair him, quote-unquote? Well, they certainly Weird. didn't they need to give him a laser eye. Oh, I can't wait for the laser eye. This is like when you're a kid, you have to wait till the 10 o'clock, 11 o'clock hour for the fucking laser eye, right? It's not going to happen until 1030. Well, yeah, it's going to come a little late. It is. It is. Yeah. We're going to see it really late. Uh, so... He's going to be at the clinic getting better and uh, rehabilitating, and they're going to say, like, he's going to go, I have a laser eye. And he goes, oh, really? Yeah, my youngest son has a lazy eye, and we <laughs> try to cope. No, not a lazy eye! <laughs> a lazy eye. Laser eye! Yeah, yeah, I got you. Lazy eye. It was a term so we don't really... He just said, you lost me. You're, you lost a son today. Brutal. And she's like, of course he said that. It's ridiculous. It must be cold in there. Because of her nipples? So, <laughs> I... I um, Remember I said before she happens to be like a physical therapist and a psychologist? Right. You know, just happens to be one in case your son gets hurt and needs physical therapy. Maybe from like her own experience... Her own experience. Well, this is all a coincidence. The coincidence yeah. is done at the same horrifying accident. Right now, look, here's the glass factory, and guess who broke out of jail in his three piece suit? With yeah, that's what I'm talking there. about. So casual. Who wore that in 1987? Look, he popped his collar. Weekend at Bird. Look, ah, I'm a bad guy. Excuse me, I gotta go to the next lot and do my other show. I have a love boat episode in ten minutes. <laughs> Hi, I'm gonna be your psychologist. I'm gonna pretend that I'm resisting. She was during the series. He wasn't a therapist, but physical therapist. She was working in the military, right? Like a certain well, branch. She was a. OSI agent. Um, oh, OSI, right, with Brock Sampson from Venture Brothers. <laughs> I guess with Oscar Goldman. She, she Oscar was... Goldman, yeah. No, their their fake CIA is called OSI. That's what it's called. 
Gotcha. Um, um, um. A little heart to heart. So Lee Majors too rocks this scene. This is a good scene for him. It doesn't say here what was her profession as a. But she was in the military or something, right? She had assignments. Like, it's just interesting that had they made a series, she'd be a therapist in the run. <coughs> I just don't see. For your consideration, Carl, the montage I... rehabilit rehabilitation. I always just remember her as a secret agent. Yeah, secret agent is cool. I like how like secret agents and expensive, you know, they just get to retire, go on a fishing boat. Yes, with that they fought with their own. Oh, there's here you go, son. Here's the plate. Right, it's getting I better now. The... Look, getting better. Is there music? Why did I ask? Oh, it's so eighties. It's so eighties. Hey, they can rebuild him, Carl. Rebuild him. Nine miles per hour. Uh-oh. Thank you. Oh, he's getting much better. Look at that. He does. Wow, you bionic uh... it off. The old treadmill. Whoa, 25 miles per hour. And it's nothing. 37? 38? Oh, let's see. Sound effect. Where's my sound effect? No, it's, he's not that kind of bionic. He doesn't run in slow motion either. You'll see. 268 he's, miles per hour. I don't believe that. That was sped up. So he's a sped up bionic man. Look, he's he wants out. So what will this immature bitch do? He'll laser eye the door. I would break the door open. What would you do, Carl? Um, I don't know. I don't think I'd be so immature as to laser door and eye because he wants to go through it. Now, how does lasers work again? Do they stop at a certain point and cease to exist, or do they keep going through stuff? They go on in forever. They go on until they are stopped, like any beam of light. All right. So that doesn't go through the door and then go through the floor and then go it through does. the bottom? It does. Yeah. Well, okay. Light goes on to something and it bounces off of it. Lasers do the same thing, but I mean, they, they're hot and they have energy, right. so they shoot through stuff. But if it hits, I don't know, lead, I don't know, it'll it, bounce. Whoa, I got a knife. And I'm a Bernie. I'm a Bernie. I'm a living Bernie. This I'm is weeknight. Weeknight with Bernie. The prequel. Prequel. You're going to my beach house. What? I'm just, I work in the mailroom. And I'm his buddy. Now, why uh, does she have Scrabble on her desk? Just played in for a oh, no, it's because it, it's uh, what you do, you play Scrabble in the office. Oh, you know what? She's this therapist room, you know, there's different games, there's Candyland. He's got a Springsteen shirt, look, yeah, so 80s, 87. It, it's um, born in, born the, in USA. the US, yeah, yeah, Carl's from New Jersey. And I'm I'm from New Jersey, so we you know this are stuff. from New Jersey, Mike. I am you from New, New Jersey. Yeah, absolutely. Give me some wise potato chips. It's been decades. <laughs> some Uts, 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 U T Z, Jim. I'm sure you guys don't have Uts potato chips, right? There's sometimes you see them in the hipster stores. Really? 
Yeah, I've seen Uts once in a while, but I don't see Ys. You've seen Uts? That's nuts! Yeah, we certainly have Ys here. Oh, I have some Uts, uh, right? You want to see them? These nuts. Uh, these Uts. Oh, no, I'm, I'm Uts right here. to that. You want to play some Scribble? Our lawyers told us that it is now Scribble. The game of Scribble is such a ripoff. You open it up, and there's pads of paper and notes. <laughs> you know, there's pens. Yeah, there's yeah. no board, no tiles. Yeah, you write the instructions, directions. You write I some shit. Personally, I could not read the instructions to the game of Scribble. It was just, like, insufferable. It was just kind of, like, smudges. It wasn't even, like, you know, it was a bunch of lines. <laughs> oh, I now, found a diamond. It's a it's a glass, and that's gonna gonna lead to that they're at a glass factory. It's so stupid. Okay. Oh, you mean the Los Angeles County Glass Factory? Right. Now, what she just told him was, there's this guy. He was like a prisoner, and so that they wouldn't go crazy and they couldn't control him. He used to just pretend he was building a clock, and he knew everything about the clock. It was very intricate or whatever, and. When he got released, he really made it, and it's in the museum at Langley Air Force Base. And so he's going to put it into his head a motorcycle, repairing it, fixing his motorcycle, taking the engine apart, putting it back together. So if he ever gets captured by kidnappers, maybe who work for Fortress and it's Martin Landau, he'll have uh -huh. something to deal with the torture and isolation. Well, he really set himself up all right. And I got a 401k plan set up. It'll help me in the future. Things are looking <laughs> up for me. Now Jamie's going to reveal that she's bionic. He didn't know? Nope. Uh-oh, music. Secret. Now, look, her boobs are not bionic. You see that, right? Right, take a look. Look at him when they... Oh, look. Son of a bitch. So watch how he runs. He's the what? new Bionic. Creepy. Look at the boobs. No Mike, look at her boobs. I'm looking. Mike, I'm yeah. looking, all right? All right. Now, Mine. he surpasses her boobs because his Bionics are more recent, and he does blurry stuff. And then, he's, then he stops. Yeah, because it's tiring. It's work. Okay, now, oh, that's it. Nope. They're not going to move for the rest of the film. This, this is a final fight scene where all three of them attack Martin Lando, right? You're right. In the final fight scene, we will see her boobs jiggling again. Yes. But for a long time, we're not going to see it. Okay, I'm sorry, Mike. Well, no, that's the whole point of 70s television, right? Like, how many seasons was Bionic Woman? How many that's seasons why Farrah Foss would have made it great. Yeah. Very fast ahead of Example. Now he's needling her about liking her, his father. Okay. Now Frank, astronaut Frank Poole is, we're, you know, he's really like a double agent kind of guy, and we don't know it yet. And well, he works for Fortress. Right. And Rudy Wells will be kidnapped. Oh. 
Dave Bowman. That's the 2001 guy. I Dave remember. Bo, all right. Dave Bowman. Yeah, I bet you Frank Poole was like, God damn it, why couldn't I have been? I might just have a cameo in this movie. I could have been Dave Bowman. I could have been a star. Uh-oh, fast motion, new, new school. New school bionics. Let's watch a full art. length. You mean you're going to shoot her? Just yeah. Comedian? It's you know, the stage. If you don't come quietly, we're going to shoot her blindly. Hey, if you don't come quietly, I'm going to take your girlfriend on a trip that she'll never... What are you doing? Writing a novel? You have a gun to her. I get it. So you're the famous Steve Austin kid with the bionic. Come on. That's probably what sold the, the show. He's right? just a microchip off the old block. <laughs> God, this yeah. hair. Know me. I'm Fortress. No animals were harmed during the shooting of this guy's hair, the henchman's hair. Like, he slept through the whole thing on that guy's head. We'll cut to him in a second. Yeah, it looks like he's wearing a squirrel. <laughs> And Martin eyebrows too. Oh, Martin Lando always said that. Look at that squirrel. Look at that squirrel. They called him Cocaine Squirrel because he would give cocaine to the actors afterwards. He sold cocaine <laughs> after the set. My son was like, I'm going to Cocaine Bear, and he's like a senior in high school. And I was like, yeah. I don't know if I like that. He goes, God dad, come on. All my friends are going. I was like, Cocaine Bear? <laughs> it's rated R. And so he goes, he says it was extremely fun. So I had a, a talk with him like, cocaine's bad. You know that, right? You see what cocaine makes you do, right? But, when yeah, you eat a whole I, kilo of it. So now we it's, see that the OSI guy is really fortress. Oh, double, double, double. Uh-oh, here's the TV guy from the 80s. He'll... What? Wow, so he's talking normally. Just facts, ma'am. Is he us? Is he the ironic teenager from the 80s who's quoting TV shows from two decades <laughs> prior? It's totally no, tubular. He's a cuckoo. I think I looked like that when I was 12. No, no I graduated high school. One of the things they would say in the pitch meeting, like to make a pilot for whatever, is that he could, he would be a Air Force pilot 